John, you and I are freelancers. We make our living mm-hmm. by the skin of our teeth. That's right. Fuck, fuck you. Pay us. Or, or not. Or not even like make a living. I, th- I think you might not know about Dan Moore's other podcast, not paying with Lex and Dan. <laughs> that that's uncomfortably close to the truth. <laughs> <laughs> So are you guys are you guys gonna rage quit Twitter like everybody else is doing? Oh man, no! I did see a friend of mine rage quit Facebook though, which oh yeah, that I know, might do. God, I tempted, but it is someone pointed out really recently. I think it was on a on a Clockwise that we did that like it's tough. I think it was Lisa Schmeiser pointing out like where else are you gonna go for pictures of your family and like all of those people yeah, that you talk like, to? It's like they've kind of got you hostage. I will say I, I don't feel. I don't feel bad about Facebook. Now, you might say you can be annoyed at Facebook for all the, you know, privacy invasion and um, dissemination of Russian propaganda that they do. But (laughs) my Facebook experience is pretty pleasant, right? My Facebook experience is uh, photos of my kids uh, and my family members' kids and my friends' kids. And my Facebook um, experience is photos of Lex's kids. I'm out already. Yeah, I'm out already. I'm out. <laughs> I, I just uh, yesterday I was at uh, with some family and some oh with some, it was friends on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, and they were talking about Instagram. And she's like, my Instagram is pretty much only Lex's kids. Yeah. I'm like, I don't post that many. You, you post and a then lot she's of like, pictures. She follows twelve people. So yes, I'm her whole Instagram feed, and I that I get. But I'm saying my Facebook feed is so nicely curated at this point that it's it's friends photos and family photos, and then my favorite thing, which is the local the township I lives in lives in live in the township I live in. <laughs> you lives in. Uh, uh the the local group for it which is just constant fights from people like somebody's like hey mm-hmm. i see they're rebuilding where the japanese restaurant was anybody know what it's going to be now and there's like i heard it's gonna be this i heard it's gonna be this and then another person's like why don't you just wait until it's built and then you'll know instead of asking you dumb dumb and i just love those so much and they bring me so much joy to read the how every single post on this facebook group turns into a fight about something it just brings me a lot of joy and i go to it for a happy place if i need to relax for a few minutes i'm like what are they fighting about in the manalapan residence page today <laughs> yeah i don't have a lot of issues with the content because i again i don't go there that much and when i do it's usually you know people in my stream posting pictures of their kids or whatever i mean politically speaking or just sort of you know uh, policy wise speaking i can see why people would be angry at facebook uh in the same way they'd be angry at twitter twitter though i feel like it's much more toxic for my like just maybe my my own mental health because of the content yeah, well, being posted I, it's there. toxic for me because i'm just on it so much more well that, I, you know and i i've dialed back especially during the vacation i dialed back a lot like i was not checking it most days uh and guess what i'm still here <laughs> i'm still alive are I you didn't need it whoa are you away, <laughs> well i i did um you know i i, I do it less now i i'm on i'm on it slightly less thanks to like people like dan moore and motivating me that i don't have to read every tweet <laughs> You're welcome. I've just true. I've prolonged your yeah. life by at least ten or twenty years. Oh, for sure. I skip hundreds of tweets now, which I never did before. And I I will tell you that it absolutely gives me a little bit of stress each time that I'm skipping. But is it? <laughs> but a I little think bit, less stress than catching them all up. Is it a little bit up. less each time though? I would not say that. Okay. No. I, I, um, I was, right, okay, you may want to seek professional help because I cannot help you. Maybe <laughs> I think that I. It used to be that I had like. 
I had to think about it before I skipped it, and then I had the stress of having skipped it, and now I don't think about it. I just skip and have the stress. So that's it's a slight improvement. There's progress. It's up and to the right. I mean, I already get New York Times alerts, so it's basically like, okay, this is 300 tweets about whatever the New York Times just told me what awful thing just happened. So it's like, I don't, I don't need a lot of hot takes on that right now. Thanks. Other than um, mine, of course. I do want to... So two quick things on this. Number one, I just checked the Manalapan Residence Facebook page. <laughs> What's going on? What this are we fighting about? This today? is now a Manalapan Residence podcast. Mm-hmm. Just, just so you welcome Manalapan Residence. Just so you know that what I'm telling you is legitimate. Somebody's like, "What are the recycling rules for Manalapan in 2018?" Because they send them out in the calendar each year, so you know what you can and if you have to mix or not. And it turns into a debate because I don't know if you know this, but China is has now cut in half the number of plastics it's willing to take because China used to be the primary plastic recycler on the planet, and all countries would send their plastic recyclables to China. And China said, "We only want half as much as we used to take." And so now it's become a big debate over whether recycling is important, over China, over trade and the presidency. And that's what it's, it's 97 comments in. That's what it has evolved into. And it just brings me so much joy. <laughs> just burn it all down. Just burn it all down. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <sighs> and, and then on Twitter, like to your point, Dan, I have pushed alerts from a couple of news organizations, but. Twitter for me is meant to be a source of news and humor. Yes. <laughs> and it, it yeah. still does those two things but, fairly but well it's for me. weighted very heavily, I feel like, towards one of them these days. Maybe it's just the people I follow, but like I get way more news than I get humor. Well, I think that's the thing. And I did this I did this a couple months ago. It was like I unfollowed a whole bunch of people and I deliberately followed people who were just just doing jokes. <laughs> I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to burn out really quickly and have a heart attack soon if I don't uh, change what I'm doing here. So and I think I could still stand to unfollow a bunch more people. And, you know, and Thanks, this John. was like this was when the, uh, when the when. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of people hey. muted. Um, no one on this podcast, but. Woo-hoo. Yay! Um, we made it. We made. We survived the right. call. <laughs> well, you know, you know what they're talking about on Twitter. If they're not talking about politics, you know, oh, here we go. they're talking about batteries. <laughs> they're talking about batteries. That's <laughs> mm. true. Um, it's very true. Anybody have a battery? You, you guys know, have batteries. So my girlfriend has an iPhone six, and she has been complaining about the slowness for a Does while. Does they have a battery? <laughs> uh, well, I, I told her, I'm like, hey, if they're gonna do it for thirty bucks. And you are not planning on upgrading that phone anytime soon. You should absolutely do it. There's there's no downside if you can spend the like hour it takes or whatever for them to swap the battery out, because yeah, it'll get you probably even just not from the performance standpoint, but from a battery capacity standpoint, that will just you know make that phone last a year or so longer. But I don't know. There's a I don't I, as someone who's in the iPhone upgrade program, I swap my phone every year, so this never ends up affecting me. But Lots yep, of people yep. don't. So I, I this is a whole weird issue because I think I've gotten to a lot of arguments with people who are like, Apple should just build a battery that doesn't die after two years. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not sure that's how batteries work. I mean, like all batteries age. It's a question of how well you treat them. And some of that is on Apple for designing how its phones work. And some of that is on the user for how they maintain that battery. And batteries just battery technology kind of sucks, right? Like it's better than it was. 10 or 20 years ago but i feel like it started to plateau in terms of what kind of performance you can get out of a battery it's not like we're making batteries that are way better than what we had 10 years ago well they i well i think they are probably but the problem is we're making the phone so much thinner it's not just thinner though i mean think about performance too right like our phone your phone does way more than it did 10 years ago you're using it way more all of those things combined to and i would even say like 
battery doesn't suck. Like you, you were making the point the battery technology sucks. Like it does last all day for my phone, and it's very it charges quickly. <laughs> I'm thinking of the iPhone 10 here at least. And so I don't typically feel like I have battery problems, but yes, the thinness is a problem. The fact that the phones are more powerful a problem, but I, I certainly think Apple's right now saying that for 2018 it'll be twenty nine dollars. Is that right to replace your battery? Yeah. Um, Some, yeah. I, I would feel much better, and I like. I think it's a great step, and I think the main. Well, okay, I'll finish one thought at a time. I would like them to say that's what our battery replacement is going to be for phones because I have yeah. a thousand dollar phone in my hand right now, right. and I would like to not worry that if I didn't replace it next year for some dumb reason that that if it slows down that I since it's in twenty nineteen that I'd have to pay another ninety bucks for it or eighty bucks for it because that seems stupid. Like they should just say that's what we do. If your iPhone battery needs replacing, we replace it for thirty bucks. Like then I'd feel great about it. Yeah. They, plus, they put out of business all those. You know, companies that do cheap battery replacements, basically, because if you have the option, I mean, if you can save mm-hmm. those guys lose margins. And if even if they try to undercut Apple at like 20 or 25 dollars, like, wouldn't you just pay five or 10 to have the assurance that it was done right? Uh, yeah. And so, it stays in, under warranty as well. Right. And that helps that helps Apple, too, because it does cut down on third parties getting service revenue, essentially, and people breaking their phones by having them mm-hmm. fixed by disreputable people. Not to say all of those people are disreputable, and certainly there are right. legitimate like people who replace batteries in there that will probably be hurt by this, but that was maybe not, maybe just that wasn't like a good solo business model right there. <laughs> uh, but uh, as far as the out. performance thing goes, I mean, we talked, did we talk a little bit about this, I think, before we were on break? Because I think it had just... Come I think out we didn't time. go deep on I don't like the so. fact that they were reducing. Like, I mean, I, by this point, I think people listening to the show already know the story. But just in case, yeah. the, the the general idea is uh, starting with uh, iPhone sixes, and now for more old iPhones, um, Apple was automatically uh, slowing things down on the phone so that it wouldn't shut down if your battery wasn't able to do the bursts of power that it would need to do more intensive things sometimes. So previous to this, your phone would just turn off, which was not good. Now your phone just acts like a piece of shit sometimes. But the only problem with that that I can see is they didn't tell anybody it was happening. You got yeah. no notice on your right. phone. Hey, right. we're slowing it down because your battery sucks um, until the battery was extremely dire. Uh, and that's dumb. Like they handled it wrong. They, yeah. I think they're fine now, but they did it wrong. They did it wrong. Yeah, I agree. Right. I, I think the PR, from a PR standpoint and a communication with their customer standpoint, that was the real issue. Was not thinking to themselves, oh, people are probably going to be annoyed if they find out we've been doing this, right? Not not because we're being malicious or anything. Although there are, it feeds into that that narrative though right like lots of for years people like the conspiracy theories have been like apple slows down your phone after two years so you have to go buy a new one and right on the face of it like that's half true and it and it feels like you've given them fuel at this point like see see they do slow down your phone and now now i have to argue with so many more people and i hate right it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Apple, you yeah, hurt me people. personally. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really talking, talking to talking people about battery. I'm in, I'm in dire pain right now. <laughs> I've, I've missed this. Welcome to 2018, everybody. <laughs> Do you have any uh, tech resolutions you guys are making? And don't make a monitor joke. Do you have any uh, resolutions for oh. your technology use in 2018? I tweet more. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like getting wrapped up in technology less. Maybe that's not great when I work in technology, but hey. <laughs> get, an, get an iPhone SE 2. Does that count? Yes, that counts. Somehow, somehow, <laughs> even if I have to make it myself. <laughs> yeah, tape some stuff together. Get a hot glue gun. 
It's it's two <laughs> iPhone SEs taped together, so it's an iPhone SE two. What do you want mm. from me? Right, right. La- the I, battery I le- have lasts twice as long. All right, all right. Lex it's... brought this up as a serious topic. Let's let him talk. No, I, I, well, no, I mean, it's the only thing that I'm thinking about, and it's it's right in line with you know read less Twitter, but it's like I, I almost never just watch tv i almost never even like just read a book at this point because i still play that fucking game balls and each turn (laughs) i'm on level 3800 and each turn takes like 10 minutes so i just (laughs) and then read on my kindle anyway uh, what i want to do is maybe maybe stop playing that game nope i gotta hit 5000 once i hit 5000 i will delete that game and never play it again but i'm gonna get my screenshot of 5000 first um uh, I think I only need a few more months. Anyway, but like when we watch, I don't know if you guys do the same thing, but uh, when we watch TV at night, I'm always on uh, the computer yeah. or the iPad as well or the iPhone. Yeah. And I don't think it's great for my brain. I know it makes me enjoy the shows less because I'm paying less attention. Right. Um, and I really, I watch TV shows that I like, like Travelers. Oh, we should talk more about Travelers. But mm-hmm. the, yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm thinking that I want to like not multitask as much. I want to give my brain a break and say, you know what? If I want to watch TV, then I'm going to watch TV. If I would rather read Twitter, then I'm not going to watch this show and like force myself to make decisions in that way. And I think that I think it's probably good for me. I think it's not good for your brains to always be stimulating them as much as possible. Like literally, I thought of this today. So I do my resolutions a little late since we're recording on what January second. Uh, but I was <laughs> I was playing Plants vs Zombies on my iPad after the kids finished breakfast while also having turns of balls go on my phone and I was like this is dumb I'm distracting myself from my game with the game what's happening and that's when I decided that I'm gonna maybe not multitask as much that's it's good that you came to that moment of clarity um, my girlfriend and I often like I'll give her a hard time because she'll sometimes be on Twitter or something while we're watching a show together. But she gives me a hard time because I'm using my phone. I always want to know, like, whenever I see someone on a show, I'm like, oh, it's that guy. What do I know him from? Yes. And I'm always yes. looking them up on mm-hmm. my phone. But I'm like, but I'm doing something that's related to the show we're watching. Which is which is nice. nice thing about the Amazon app. I, I was just going to yeah. say, built into the Amazon app. So I, yeah. I do you like can do, that. You can do both on the same device. Although you're on- annoying everybody who's watching the show. <laughs> it doesn't do the uh, It doesn't do the Amazon app on the TV, the Apple TV, though, I don't think. I don't think that has the X-ray feature or whatever. Oh, is that right? Really? I don't think it does. I haven't tried. I actually have not tried it. I feel like Amazon was like, "That's not some. We're not going to give you extra features that will convince people not to use. We're just going to give you the bare minimum, essentially." It's on the iPad, though. Mm-hmm. That is oh, true. Yeah. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> none of their logic makes sense. <laughs> any, none of their yeah, <laughs> any in, sense to me. Insane whatsoever. troll logic. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of travelers, um, I was Dan. <laughs> Dan and I do it. Dan and I do another show about a um, a, a TV show, and um, we are often lamenting how bad they they talk about technology. Yeah, it's like the B Squad always comes in to write the show about technology, and they're clearly people who either don't care or don't understand how technology works. And uh, but travelers did recently had to do it. Like one of the guys had to do an explanation of like the internet, and it was actually really good. Oh, I, I've, I'm only about halfway through the season. So okay, yeah. Uh, so I think it's I think it's a later I think it's later in the season. They do. Okay. John, have you finished the season? I have finished the season. Yes. All right, let's spoil it for Dan. Whoa, hey. okay. Yes, let's do that. This is, this is mean. <laughs> Everybody my tech, dies. My tech resolution is to not have you spoil shows. <laughs> Everybody dies uh, and they come back as different now. travelers. Oh. Uh, well, I would start watching. That is Actually, not what happens. My girlfriend was like watching over my shoulder at one point. She's like, "What is this?" I was like, "Oh, this travel." Like, oh, she's like, "Oh, it's that that time travel show, right?" And then she, I had like explained it to her briefly. She was like, she knew kind of like the basics, but she hadn't watched any of the first season. 
And it kind of got her hooked even just like starting in like a random episode in the second season. Uh, and so we watched like three or four because she was just really into it there. So she it's, fun. it's on Netflix, dear listeners. And my wife yeah. saw me watching the show and she just saw my reactions because I literally had one was like, <gasps> she's like, what is this? And I'm like, remember when I watched the first season of the show I told you about? It? And so she started binging it one night when I had band practice. I came back and she was four episodes in. <laughs> um, my wife so, has never caught me watching this show. <laughs> Do you like turn it off every time she comes in the room? Do you like hide it? Hank is Hank is seen me watching. Hank has watched a little bit of it. Um, when I only I've been have one dinner. main complaint about it, which it's supposed to take place in the U.S. Uh, oh, yeah. Only Eric McCormick is a U.S. citizen. Everybody else, they're shooting in Vancouver. Everybody else is incredibly yeah. Canadian, well, and they're like, "I have been talking about this with this guy." And it's yeah. like, okay, <laughs> well, John, <laughs> John, I don't know if you noticed this is relevant, but in the first season, or in the first episode of this season, there is a bit at the beginning that's supposed to be in New York, and a character walks down some steps in a plaza, uh, and I was like, <laughs> oh, "Yeah, that is that is from every Vancouver show, including." Every like every other episode of Arrow has that yeah. same plaza in it. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, ah, oh, it's the. I've wanna... definitely seen that plaza in the in the show. I, I was going to say I need exactly to one, like but... chart a trip to go to Vancouver just so I can be like, it's that plaza. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, very much supposed yeah. to be. Neat. I remember, yeah, there's that scene. There's that scene in the Flash where Barry goes from like time where he time travels for the first time and he runs into that square, um, and uh, and I was like, oh, I've been there. <laughs> it's in Gastown. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like well the, the the budget on the Vancouver show at least in the in this one that's supposed to be like Seattle, right? So it's like well, yeah. at least you've yeah, got the right enough. the right like environment. Well, like the, the, the right stupid weather. the thing that drives me crazy though is that the um, the promo still for the show on Netflix or at least or someplace I think it's on Netflix when it comes up. Um, the the backdrop is clearly Vancouver. It's like it has that it has their sort of space needlely thing instead of the space needle. It's like. <laughs> you couldn't have just photoshopped in the space needle in the background you have, or like, like sent just some like, guys and like you know 45 minutes south and take a picture <laughs> how hard would that have been just check Flickr. you are not you are not committed to this bit <laughs> if you're just tuning in this is our travelers recap show other other streaming shows that people should be watching uh the the marvelous mrs maze we're about Maisel. halfway yeah. through that season too so i'm uh that's yeah. on amazon it's that's good. on amazon it's yeah. i've enjoyed the first few episodes of that that i watched um, um i I've, I've i saw the first episode of uh the season of black mirror um, which was delightful I'm so. I think we're only one and a half seasons in, and I don't. And I don't think I'm going to watch any of the I, other episodes. But not a word I hear really applied to. Wanted Black to watch Mirror that very one. often. Delightful. The Callister, yeah. <laughs> right? Is it the Callister? Is it just Callister? All right. It's good I like it when Moltz is not able to hear more. And <laughs> I know. I, I heard him. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Even better. <laughs> I, I when I think about Black Mirror, since this is our TV rewatching podcast, yeah. I just I'm stunned to this day, and it's been years now that their premiere episode was their premiere episode. That they're like, let's launch with the pig fucking episode. Let's let's <laughs> premiere our show that way, and it kept going. Like I mean, they managed to get renewed, and they're fairly popular. Yeah. And I guess the shock value, right? It worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, but it's, you know, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't just work as shock value. I mean, right. their commentary is what people tune that's in for, I think. In for. That's, that's yeah. what people tune into this show for, too. I mean, I just, I found it, I found it a little, a little bleak for my taste. So well, I watched the first two seasons and I mi- skipped the, the third season. And then I saw the trailer for the first episode of the fourth season. I was like, okay, I got to see that. So that's, that's my biggest thing with it is like, I'm, I, to the bleakness is there's a lot of shows yeah. where it's like, 
like we watched like two or three episodes of the handmaid's tale and i was like i can't <laughs> no i can't do this <laughs> no i understand it's important i did not I get bother it. I, I'm yeah. on board. I, I agree with all this. This is bad. I agree with yeah. this, but I just I yeah. Don't that's need... a, like the leftovers. I started watching the leftovers, and I was like, "There is no way I'm watching this show." <laughs> I've been watching uh, Halt and Catch Fire. That's a fantastic show. I love that. I've show. I've never seen any of it, and I'm I'm like halfway through the first season. And this one is like, well, I know there's a happy ending at least, in that computers are going to do fine. You know, I, I'll say this, Lex. That's a show that gets better every. <laughs> is season. Is that the happy ending? Uh, no. <laughs> the, it, Tune it into Black Twitter. Mirror and find out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> See, the show is going to end, as far as I can tell, before the launch of Twitter. So I think it's a happy ending in that respect. <laughs> if only everything had stopped uh, then. Okay. Well, keep watching that show. That show is fantastic and gets better every single season. I will say. I'm only watching it because I want to see the Jason Kotke cameo in the final <laughs> season. That's a long way to go. It's like when he just like walks across a, like a yeah, parking lot Yeah, I saw him. I, I, I paid attention because I had seen that post. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I watched this show anyway. So I was like, oh, there he is in the background. He's at a gas station. He's buying some beer. <laughs> It's a good story. It was a good story. It was. Uh, um, anybody get any tech stuff for the holidays? Mm. Uh, Sphero, <laughs> Sphero RT. Uh, Hank, it's actually Hank's present, but the Sphero RTD2 is amazing. <laughs> I that's, was super that's my favorite. That's my favorite gift of the, of the holidays. I was tempted by the BB-8 a year or two ago when it came out, but yeah. Um, yeah. I still buy a lot of gadgety toys well that's not true i bought one really <laughs> that sounds complete like completely wrong yeah you're right i'm sorry my mistake ordering one now <laughs> uh i got a nintendo switch Ooh. oh yeah i got i caved after seeing like you know a couple of my friends buying them and i was like are you gonna buy one and they're like oh yeah i got one for christmas like okay <laughs> damn it all I'll buy one. i still yeah. want one but don't have one <laughs> I did really, you get Breath of the, You must have gotten Breath of the Wild. Right? I did not actually. The only game I have you currently run is, out and get Breath of the Wild. Immediately. I, have, I have Mario Kart because we've been playing that together. Which is, it's, I love Mario Kart. It's perhaps my favorite I Nintendo do franchise. So yes, and and the version on the it Switch is, is really good. Yeah, but it's not that much different than the one on the Wii U. It's yeah, it's got a couple other things, but I didn't yeah. have a Wii U. Like this is my first, my right. last Nintendo device, which I have sitting over on my other desk because I plugged it in the other day to see if it works. Is an original DS. The silvery one that was super oh, yeah, bulky. Yeah. So I haven't mm-hmm. played, and I had Mario Kart and Tetris for that, and I borrowed some other games from other people, but I didn't really like <laughs> end up getting super into it. But I think the Switch thing for me is the fact that it builds in the first of all that it has two controllers that come with it, even if they're yeah. little small ones. Second, that it goes back and forth between being a console that works on your TV and a portable console, which is just right. awesome. Like. And really well. And really well. It does both of them. It does both of them amazingly well. That was a thing that I was like, as a kid, I probably would have like come up with that idea. Like, wouldn't it be awesome if you had a console that would also like (laughs) that wasn't like as crappy as an original Game Boy? (laughs) Um, And it does it really well. Uh, It's funny what what tech features of it are not emphasized as much, at least for me as someone who like was kind of interested in it, but it wasn't like deep diving on like all the stats and like pouring over everything. I went to like. I'm like entering information when I start, I started up, like log into my account, whatever, create a name. And I spent the first like, you know, five minutes using the the thumb pads, right? Because I'm used to entering text on my Xbox. I'm like, yeah, thumb pad, whatever, whatever. And then at some point I'm like, wait a second, it's 2017. Is this a touch oh, yeah. screen? And I was like, oh my God, it is yeah. a touch screen. <laughs> I, I yeah. didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> 
kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I think of that. You know, like when it's when it's plugged into the TV, since it's like sure, and right, it's all exactly. the way across the room. You know, it's on the other side of the room. I'm like, uh, and I'm not going to get up and go get it. But that, but in longs, you know, when you're doing a long password or something, it's definitely easier. The um, you know, we were at a house, I guess, on New Year's Eve day, and they had found that's, their that's old GameCube oh, in nice. the basement. And I have a GameCube in my basement, too, but they found theirs and set it up, and we were playing a uh, four-person Mario Kart for the GameCube, mm-hmm. which is an excellent Mario Kart, by the way. Like that's, that's, that Double Kart. Dash? And, yeah, yeah. yeah where cool. you got the two drivers yeah. and you can switch them. And I kind of wish stuff, they'd yeah. brought that back for, uh, for Mario Kart 8, but no dice. Uh, but it's a, I, I think... This, this, is, I, this is subjective. I think the kids, at least the kids I was witnessing, not just my own kids, are better at adapting to... The GameCube controllers, like the the bigger, more hand mm, space mm. controllers, than they are to the smaller ones. Like I think it's even though there's more buttons, and you have to tell them which ones to press. Like it felt like they, my kids suck at Mario Kart on the <laughs> Wii U, and they sucked less at Mario Kart on the GameCube. That's uh, for a countervailing opinion, we've brought Lex's kids onto the show. <laughs> yeah. It is you who sucks. <laughs> yes, I, I have to say I really enjoy that so much of, especially Mario Kart is built around a multiplayer vibe, but not only being able to play multiple people locally which is a failure of a lot of xbox games i feel like in triple a title stuff is like the really emphasize the single player experience but the fact that you can play online uh with mm-hmm. so like if my girlfriend and i were sitting here we could both play together online versus like two other people in a room somewhere else like i played like against japan yeah yeah sure well i played against jason snell and his son like online like the first night or so i had it and that was cool. I mean, his son beat the shit out of us because he's like, yeah, he's like a thirteen-year-old boy. Too. I so he's really good at it. Played someone online and just like got completely destroyed. <laughs> but I love the idea that I could have like a sixteen-person race. That's like me and like seven other friends with their partners or or kids or whatever. Like that's yeah. super cool. I, I I'm on board with that. It's very clever. Yeah. So a thumbs uh. up to Switch so far after less than a week of having it. <laughs> You will know. You will. Uh, you will enjoy it. I think it's my. It's my definitely my favorite uh, platform right now. Yeah, I can, and we have I almost. We do not have the PlayStation, but we have basically everything else. I think I have to consider both Zelda and Super Mario Odyssey, which I hear is pretty great too. I really want to play Super Mario yes. Odyssey. That's the game I think I'm most excited about. But I, don't I, we, I mean, I will tell you, like, so the games that the games that I have gotten the most play out of in the last ten years probably are Minecraft, which is crazy cheap at a $26 purchase at the beginning. And then you get all the updates forever Mm. until Microsoft changes that. But, um, and then, uh, and then breath of the wild, which is expensive to get into, but, um, I've played this game for hours and hours and hours, and I'm still playing it because they just released more downloadable content. Um, so you get a lot. Of, you get a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah, even what, I was like, visiting it's with. Steep, a, it's steep to buy at the beginning. I, I was visiting with a friend, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I have a Switch, and I have all these games. Um, I have this game. I have Breath of the Wild, which I've been playing a lot. And I have this other game, which I don't play because I've been playing Breath of the Wild. And I have this other game, which I played once because I've only <laughs> been playing play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it's like I don't know. This sounds like I'm, me getting back into Twitter again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you know, it's probably better for your heart. <laughs> It really is. Oh, there's a there's a link <laughs> and your soul. It's definitely better for your soul. There's there's a link hearts joke there somewhere, John. I haven't quite figured out <laughs> what it true. is, but <laughs> I don't play Particularly Zelda. Particularly when you get all of them. Yeah, when you get I, all twenty. I played 
I played the original Zelda game, and I did not really play. I watched people play a couple of the other ones after that, but I never really played another one. I had I never played. I had never played a Zelda game. Oh, um, okay. I mean, the, right. the great thing about this is just how nonlinear it, you can play it. I mean, you can you can go anywhere and do anything you want to. You don't have to run to the end. Um, and and uh, and I think that I like I said I haven't played the other ones, but I feel like the other ones, at least from what I've seen Hank playing them, it's a little bit more linear about how you have to go about accomplishing things. You did see the tweet from the guy who named his link My Dude. And it yes. <laughs> turns yes. everyone you meet into a very chill bro. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one Zelda related thing was that uh there's a Zelda level in Mario Kart on the on the Switch. Uh, mm-hmm. there's a there's a Zelda themed track and it's yeah. awesome. It's got the it's got like a like a like super rock version of the original zelda theme song you collect little little gems instead of coins um it's delightful so yeah if even if you don't have zelda you can still experience it and a uh, what's that uh animal crossing oh yeah well. yeah there's animal crossing which i've never <laughs> which, tried which i have animal only crossing. had to play because hank played it hank played it for years every once in a while he still plays it um and i just drove the game drove me crazy but i did play it for a long time with hank um like you know, helping him get through certain things and whatever. What's, but is, are, do you have any? Video, I'll give you my example. But video games from your past that you wish you could play again. Like you guys know, I've talked about how I have oh, the, God, uh, yes. the Raspberry Pi, where I can play old school Nintendo games, which I really enjoy. But I miss like I don't know System Six or System Seven somewhere in there. Sim City, mm-hmm. not the fancy new Sim Cities, but just like mm-hmm. the classic. You yeah, build your simple. crazy ass city. You draw the streets around there. As long as Godzilla shows up. Like I want that back, and I want it with yeah. whatever the cheat codes were, where I got unlimited simoleons <laughs> and that's what i want for I me want I, so I just saw uh, a, a video that was on one of the gaming websites i read where they were talking about it was a pitch like proof of concept put together for a star wars space sim um basically like in this is in 2016 and it was like a, a studio that put it together as a pitch to electronic arts and they were electronic arts was like nah we're gonna pass but I, I loved playing x-wing and tie fighter on the my friend's pc like he and i would like sit there and play that thing for hours and it was they were so good and i just want somebody this is kind of related like i want to play those versions i've like spent i've installed like you know emulators and and you know uh boot camp at various times to try and make it work but some it's just like hard to recapture um but i i just want somebody to make a good star wars game <laughs> like yeah it seems like that's a thing that people should be able to do and yet pretty much all the ones that have come out in the last few years have been not so good <laughs> So is ba- have you played Battlefield? Battlefront two, no. Battlefront. Uh, yeah, I heard very, okay. very mixed things, and of course they had that's like a what huge I heard controversy well, yeah. uh, over loot boxes when it came yeah. out. And right. for me, it's also just a genre that I'm not as interested in um, okay. because it's like a ma- it's intended primarily. This one had a single player campaign as opposed to the first one, uh, but it's still kind of designed around a multiplayer component, which is. Huge numbers yeah, of people so uh, running around shooting each other and like a yeah, shooting you, shooting each other in the back. Yeah, yeah very chaotic <laughs> and kind of dumb to me. I mean, if you want to play that, yeah. Honestly, I started playing um, Battlegrounds, which is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, also called PUBG. Uh, I think I say pronounce it P U B G. Basically, the idea of this game, which is an extremely janky game, uh, is uh, there are a hundred people parachuted onto an island, and you are essentially run around. It's essentially like hunger games or battle royale you're parachuted onto an island that has like abandoned buildings and stuff on it and you have to find weapons and basically when you die you die and the last person alive wins it's 
just bananas insane though (laughs) and it's become kind of a phenomenon so uh, i've been playing that a little bit with some friends and it is it is hilarious it is a hilarious game to play with like two or three other people and just be driving around these islands because you will you will die hilariously and it's extremely buggy (laughs) but it's weirdly fun i don't know i I gotta say sounds great it is actually hilarious fun and is extremely popular right now okay um, to answer Alexa's question, I think um, the one that I would I always want to have, have at home, but it is Tetris, not Tetris, um, Tempest. Um, but the problem is nobody makes that controller, that spin wheel thing. And that's the best way to play the game. Um, at least I have not found one that I can that I can hook up to like a RetroPie or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the experience is always far worse than having the console um, and I feel like the consoles are starting to, it's getting to the point where they're breaking down and there aren't as many left anymore. So like when I go to an arcade anywhere, um, the chances of finding a Tempest machine are slim to none. John, I got good news for you because I just Googled it and you can get one on eBay <laughs> for only, get, get, yeah, uh, for only $1,100 and uh-huh. there's free local pickup. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> in in where like someplace in wisconsin that's a great question i have zero ideas (laughs) yeah eleven hundred dollars uh panorama city california yeah that's you know these guys got a lot of guys so i guess this is probably someone who just buys old consoles and restores them i like it it says it's used condition (laughs) oh really (laughs) uh friend of mine (laughs) if it were new in box i'd be very impressed consoles in his uh basement he had a double dragon console in his basement um and a pinball game i think that we play like it's just cool like i don't know like that strikes me as one of those things it's like that's like the the cool parents do is like yeah you can have an old you can have an arcade even at that point arcade machines were like kind of starting to die off Mm -hmm. um but it's like trying to think about trying to convince my parents that i need an arcade (laughs) arcade (laughs) machine in our basement i was like yeah that's not gonna happen ever (laughs) no not a chance I mean, we did, you know, we, we, when we got it, when we got our console system, it was the crappiest console system that was yeah, ever made. Right. <laughs> the Sinclair. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I still have my, my all in one arcade machine in the basement. And Liam is, I think, the one who loves it the most of my kids. But man, I just cannot, I don't think there's ever enough Frogger <laughs> or Pac Man oh, yeah. in this world. Aren't you just yeah. playing Crossy Road instead? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I got. No, he's already he's already beaten me, so he has I no peaked in Crossroad exactly. So it's like, what yeah. more can I do? I can't ever beat my old score, but I feel like I still could get better at Frogger. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lifelong commitment, as opposed yeah. to exactly. you know, just a fad. Mm-hmm. Um, the other the other game that I played forever uh, was Strategic Conquest on the Mac. Do play that? I vaguely rings a bell. But... Oh god! And that was like when that was the first game. Um, i ever saw i think that was like networked um because it was in the computer lab at school and um there were people playing it against each other um, and i know i don't think i ever i i rarely played it like that um i mostly just like but those were the days where you could like you put a floppy disk in and you could copy anything like photoshop that was how i got photoshop was i copied (laughs) (laughs) copied um, it onto a floppy disk and took it home what was the tank game there was a multiplayer online tank game in the well this is kind of like this was a tank game i mean it wasn't scope though i mean it was like you're moving armies more like a risk no this was like a tank 3d sort of an isometric thing was like bolo or bowl there was a old like it was the one thing that people played like you could play it over apple talk um Mm -hmm. 
and I'm, I'm trying to find it. See, now I remember. I, I know exactly what you're talking Bolo. about. I can't remember it was, what it's called. It was Bolo, Bolo yeah. And uh, but I remember there was another game that was I think Star Trek inspired. I'm not oh yeah. On this. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking like, about. And I remember the sounds of the game. Oh, was um, it um, Rescue? No, no, not Rescue. Uh, Missions of the Reliant. It doesn't sound like any of those things no? to me. What like what era okay. are we talking? Like nineties? Uh, Which I think I think yeah. actually Rescue was black and white. Um, black and white. Okay, hold on. Yeah, um, and like little ships flying around, you just shot at each other. It was great. Okay, all right. Yeah, Rescue was the one I played a lot, which was like essentially always the the plot was essentially you just like you're a starship, you end up with like planet plants being attacked, and you had to like beam all the people off of it while defeating whoever mm-hmm. doing it. What was mm-hmm. it? Nettrek. Nettrek. Yeah, I played Nettrek. Oh, I remember sure. Nettrek. Yeah. Oh man, that's way. I probably have the disc. I probably have that undisc like right behind. Oh, my it back could here. be in color, but the Macs that we had at summer camp were all black and white. That was the problem. <laughs> I played a version of something like that where it was actually a game that you like telnetted into and was a almost more like a like a precursor to an MMO where essentially people could all log into this server. And it was just like ASCII graphics, but it was like you were flying around like this universe and you could run to other people, but it had like these entirely obscure commands and like was the thing all the nerds started playing. I don't know. It was, that was in like the, probably the early nineties on the very, like, or very early network games. I do have my, I actually have my floppy disks right behind my back. I could probably like flip through. <laughs> I kept a couple when I was cleaning out one of my book hel- bookshelves here and I have um, Prince of Persia for Mac. On floppy. Oh, that's a good way. That was a good great original. Yeah. There was yeah. an iOS one that was a very faithful port, and then it, it got pulled for some reason. So I, don't <laughs> I should it. definitely send somebody somewhere a check by. for like an original Mac Prince of Persia because I'm sure I did not have a bought copy. You want to send Jordan Mechner? Send send him a check. Yes, I feel guilty, but man, that that like when you had to jump and then press the up arrow to climb. Oh yeah, thing, man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I love that stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I could a... not get very far in that game, but I loved the two levels I could get through. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard game. I played it when when I did get it on the iOS, and it was even trickier on iOS because the touch controls are you know a little finicky. I have a copy of SimCity 2000 here for you, Lex. If you want that's, that one, that's even that's too late. I know, like, that's I know. too late. Yeah, I, I agree. I did play I the agree. original, which was pretty fantastic. <clears throat> I, mean, I, have, I can't uh, believe they don't have a classic recreation of it. I can't believe it. I have a Might and Magic <laughs> 2 as well, which was one of my favorite like RPG games. I'm never going to be able to keep up with all these games for the show notes. <laughs> I just want, I want to apologize to people that I'm going to pick a few and then I'm not doing all of them. <laughs> That's Maelstrom. That's, oh, Maelstrom. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a yeah. good game. Dun, dun, uh, dun, all the, all dun. the Ambrosia games. I was talking with some people. Harry on, the Handsome Executive. Oh, I played that one too. Yep. Yeah, where you like was that like a crazy version of Leisure Suit Larry? Chair? No, you had like an office chair, and no, you were like kicking yeah. yourself around in the office chair. Right. That was kind of a hilarious game. Um, all the Ambrosia ones, uh, I really my personal favorite of all time being Escape Velocity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whole series was fantastic, and I tried to get mine working uh, last year before I went to India because my friend who was going with me, he and I used to play in like college, um, and. It you there was a patch, but then my license code had expired, and so it was all kind of frustrating. But I found a open source game that is basically an homage to it called Endless Sky, which is actually quite good. So if you're looking for an Escape Velocity clone uh, that runs on current Max, Endless Sky, check it out. Okay, got it. It's our gaming podcast. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, don't you have something you're plugging? Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess I'll plug something. Hey! Plug it again. Uh, <laughs> if you happen to have read my book and enjoyed it, or even if you didn't read it, 
but you still feel like supporting me. Or Reddit didn't like enjoy me. it. Exactly. Yes, if you Reddit didn't enjoy it, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, anyways, I am currently for the starting on January second as we record this. There is a um, a shirt up on the Cotton Bureau uh, for the my uh, Commonwealth of Independent Systems, which is a organization in the book. So it's got a nice logo on it. You can get it in a few different colors. Uh, I'm trying to sell, uh, I think it's Cotton Bureau, so you need to sell like a dozen or so in two weeks. Uh, so if you're interested in supporting me, uh, you can buy it there. We've got a, you can get to it through reboundcast.com slash shirts. I don't have an offer code for you. Just just buy the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> just buy the shirt. It's okay. appreciated. It's appreciated. Plus, it's a cool looking shirt. It is what a very nice looking shirt. So much about Cotton Bureau when you're going to buy stuff there is when you fill out the shipping address... <laughs> They, uh, their default name that's in there is Senor Cotton. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Cotton. I always want to leave it and just like, oh yeah, I'm I'm Senor Cotton. <laughs> it's just and then and then require, it'll get delivered if you put re- the right address. Require signature for delivery. <laughs> Hello, yes, I'm Senor Cotton. Anyway, so if you feel like you you know you came out of the holidays and you're like ah, I ruined all my favorite T-shirts. Uh, you can buy so much turkey on them. There's so much turkey, ham. I don't know. Oh, I ruined it. I did ruin a shirt. <laughs> John, I've got a deal for you. I ruined a nice, really nice button-down white shirt. By we had a silly string fight at New- midnight on New Year's Eve. <laughs> you, uh, you crazy kids and your silly. String. And apparently, silly string stains like crazy. Well, let me tell you why we didn't do that in New England, a where shirt and the, a tie. the silly string, the silly string probably freezes as soon as it leaves the canister. <laughs> so can i wear a tie with your shirt absolutely <laughs> oh good okay. it looks it looks best with a tie then i'm buying four excellent you be like john everybody <laughs> uh any other uh tech topics i mean obviously it's january any 2nd picks? not happening we did there wasn't that I entire show did. picks yeah i think this was our pick show <laughs> lex is just sitting and cackling you guys have uh, anything else you want to see in 2018 besides John's iPhone SE2? Uh, eventually a HomePod, I guess. You know, sometime yeah, I'm kind of nice. curious to know how long they delayed it. Like, was it yeah. we need a month or was it we need three months? Because it's... Do you think there's any chance that it comes out and it costs less than they said it was because the competition is so fierce? <sighs> it doesn't seem like they really time care. I'm imagining them doing that. I mean, the reason the reason the Echo is so cheap is because Amazon it just assumes you're going to buy more Amazon stuff with the Echo. So, and that's not a game Apple's playing really. It's also I not. I don't know if that's why it's cheap. I think it's also because Amazon wants to win, right? Like, I, I think that they're. I don't know. Maybe people besides me are buying products from the Echo. I never do. But I mean, but uh, everything Amazon does is basically to get you into their their ecosystem and to keep you pumping more money, more coins into their machine. I would agree. The margins on the Echo are probably a lot lower than the margins on the HomePod. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, part of that is also I, so, I imagine too. the the some of the hardware in the Echo is probably not as oh yeah advanced. I mean, no, there are the speaker right. is probably not, no. I, is, yeah, is no, it's not. not good, it's not so. right. Right. It's not like you know, Amazon makes a dollar and Apple makes three hundred and <laughs> right, <laughs> however right. many dollars. But Apple designs its products with like you know, it's probably a twenty to thirty percent profit in there. Yeah, I'm sure they're doing. They, they will be doing okay. Although I don't expect they're going to sell as many as they might. <laughs> it does seem a little. I do, I would agree that it does seem a little overpriced because if you're 
competing in the speaker market, even if you're like, this, we're, this is for audiophiles, you're competing against the Sonos, and that's way more than the Sonos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and with so I don't know. It's that's an interesting question. And uh the Sonos has dropped its prices. The the Play Ones have gone down like you can get a Play One for like 140 bucks now. Like Uh yeah. I do have some follow up on the uh, uh the Sonos if, One? Yeah, the Sonos <laughs> One. Um first I cannot figure out how to turn off the sound that it makes. <laughs> Cuz Dan suggested a couple weeks back that I could tell it um, that I could change the settings so that it wouldn't make the little boop when I address it, but I can't find a setting. I can find it on my echoes. I can't find how to turn it off uh-huh. on the Sonos. I haven't figured that out yet. Uh, quite possible it's there, but I don't do I check the echo app. I check the Sonos app. I've checked them both, but I haven't found it. Um, and so that's one thing. Step two is <laughs> follow up two is I had been complaining on this show and to anybody who asked that it was not nearly as good. The Sonos one as an original echo at hearing you say its name while playing music or in mm. a noisy environment. Uh, and I was complaining to my wife about, it. I was like, you know, I was going to get more of these, but I'm just not going to, because it doesn't freaking work that well with that part. And then like, as I say that I launched the Sonos app and it's like, Hey, we have a software update for your Sonos one. It makes it hear better when it's noisier <laughs> when music is playing. I'm like, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> and I installed oh, we hear it. you just fine, Lex, <laughs> but it worked perfectly. It it really like it's it is now it is as good as any other echo in terms of its listening and responsibility. And so it went from like okay to excellent. And so I, I had a second Sonos one that I had bought and I was gonna return it. And I think now I'm just gonna I right now we have an echo and a Sonos speaker in the kitchen and I'm gonna replace the two with the one and that's it. That's it. I, I have something kind of related to the listening part of that, which was I had this experience which someone had related I saw somebody talking about this online and it's one of those things where I was like never sure if this was an apocryphal story or if it was just a coincidence or what. But somebody ta- people have talked about like being on Instagram and flipping through and like they're having a conversation and then there's an ad for something they were talking about. Mm-hmm. This happened mm-hmm. to this happened to me. It was really weird. Like I was sitting there talking to my girlfriend, flipping through Instagram, and she had it. She's had a cold for the last week, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll probably just take some more Dayquil." And I literally, like, 10, 20 seconds later, I flipped through, and there was an ad for Dayquil. I'm like, "That's really <laughs> creepy." Like, I'm not usually a person who gets super skeeved out by that, but like, that was definitely weird. <laughs> so, a couple things. I, I, I have very strong opinions on this. I think not because I work in advertising, but rather because I work in technology. <laughs> but I am 100% convinced sure. that these apps are not listening to you. 100% convinced that Instagram and Facebook are not listening to you. It would be, they would be caught Everybody by now. Everybody also 100% convinced uh, of something like a year, a year and a month or two ago. <laughs> I don't talk about politics. And the, but, but so you think this is I'm mere still mad at you about that. Do I think- don't think it's a weird coincidence. I think it's something, I think it's in between. I think it speaks to the creepiness factor that Facebook is using in terms of its ad targeting, because I think that they look at everything. Like, in, in fact, I, I can't remember who was on Twitter just a couple of days ago. It might have been Matt Howie, but it might not have been. So there's, there's your fact check. Mm. Um, but somebody's talking about how an ad came up for a thing that they had just been talking about. And, I think it like was Facebook Matt has a, a link that you can click on. Like, why was I showing this? And it wasn't because he had, and a friend had been having a conversation with it. It was because like Facebook could track down the individual IP to his credit card and knew that his credit card had been used to purchase the thing at a retail establishment and knew that that number, like pays all these vendors and these vendors pitch mid roll sometimes, right? Like I have the ability if we wanted to, to host all of our shows on a platform where we could target individual ads that would go to you based on your IP address because 
These companies know exactly what you bought with your credit cards and who lives in your house and when you're sick and when you're healthy. And it's crazy creepy, but it's not listening. It's just everything else. It's all the other creepy analysis that they can do on you to figure out everything about you. But it's not so actually to, well, I, and, and I'm inclined so, so to, to circle back around. You should rage quit Facebook. <laughs> you should rage quit Facebook. <laughs> I'm inclined to believe you. It was just it was weird because. I've, I don't I, have a dog in this fight. You don't have to believe me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I'm inclined to believe you because that's my own so same thing with the technology angle of it. Like, uh, yes, I understand that Instagram can, because you're, it's an app that shoots video, which requires sound, that they have access to the microphone on your camera. Fine. But the idea that they could somehow run that without you knowing strikes me as the kind of thing that Apple would try <laughs> yes. really hard to not, not let them do. Yes, everybody would know because people monitor their phone's traffic, at least nerds do, and they would catch it. Also, it's really dumb to say, hey, show an ad for DayQuil because the person said DayQuil. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. That's the last person who needs to see a DayQuil ad. You already got it on mine. Like, you, you're fine. Oh, like, you know oh, like, they, like they figured that problem out yet because every time I search for something and then buy the thing, I get ads for exactly the same thing for like a week after that. Also true. Maybe you want three of them, though, John. <laughs> Three, Have you considered three, 150, three new refrigerators? $149 eight terabyte drives. <laughs> yeah, you need a lot of those. You know, I might, actually. Yeah, I don't know what kind of black market shit you're doing. <laughs> no. Anyway, buy a damn t-shirt, okay? Yeah, buy a damn t-shirt. That's the end of the show. Goodbye! <laughs> We're gonna post a photo of the three of us in speedos when that episode <laughs> If you don't, if you don't subscribe to this service, it's okay that I'm wearing a speedo over my clothes, right? That's yes. fine. Preferable.